Since we have, ooh, okay, I have audio. That's a bit wild. You folks want to come more forward. Since we do have more people than we have text, which I've had it the other way around before, where I've had more text than people. Um, but apparently, this is going to be about it because everyone's avoiding the cold this morning. My name's Simon Brown. Uh, you got questions? Ask them. I'm going to keep this relatively short because I particularly like the questions more than the other bits. And really, I was asked to talk around the podcasts. We do it just one lap. There are two of them. I'm going to give some back history to it. But I want to really, we'll come to the other bits in a moment. And, and, and the first is the JC Direct, which actually started on Classic FM as a radio show for a couple of years. And Sunday will be our 10th year. We've done 315 podcasts after about five years of being on traditional terrestrial radio. Radio's since a kid, been what I way preferred to other mediums. It's passive, it's real, it's, it's theatre of the mind, etc. Um, came offline on 2011, and I remember when I we stopped doing it on Classic in January, we moved it onto a podcast in April, and my first download was 24 people, and it, it, it was absolutely soul-destroying that there were 24 people listening to my podcast. Um, but the key point, and it's the point to this, to, to this morning as well, is, is, and within a year we had a, a 200, and that was equally still really, uh, it wasn't inspiring me in the least. And I remember saying to someone, I've only got 200 listeners a week to my podcast, and I forget even who it was, and their comment to me was quite simple. That's 200 people. Um, and it's to the point this morning, it's a small audience, but it's an audience. And the point is, is that what we want to be is we want to be, Alan Carolla or Leo Laporte or Serial, or, and I'm quoting you know, American podcasts locally, we've got them as well. We want to be the podcast with 10 million downloads in the first five minutes and we can be worldly famous and perhaps even rich. The, the point being is we need to come at it from the other angle and actually appreciate that there are people listening to us and that's, that's pretty astounding, um, quite humbling and, and, and real. And, and that's what we're doing with the medium. Uh, we talk, myself, my colleague, Christia van Heerden, um, she does one, a podcast for us as well. And, and we're passionate about what we do, and even if the audiences are small. And the audiences have grown. We're probably doing about 4.5 million downloads a year, which sounds really, really ginormous, but when you divide it into two podcasts on a weekly basis, you know, compared to an earlier on 94.7, we are modest, but we're not trying to be an earlier on 94.7. We're not trying to be a general to the market. We're niche. We're doing financial education. I do on the, on the one extreme trading and DIY investing. Christia on the other extreme does personal finance and the like. And it's about appreciating the audience and it's about finding what you really, really enjoy and what you love. I was in, in Durban, in fact, this time last week I was Two weeks ago, I was literally surfing in Durban because Durban doesn't do cold weather. Um, and I was chatting to someone there and, and, and he listens to my podcast and he does old style woodwork, veneer woodwork, etc. Which is not, and, and he says, oh, he would, he would love to do a podcast, but there's so few people. And again, it comes back to the point. It's like, it's a global medium. And if you find that message that you're passionate about, uh, the size of the audience is less irrelevant. And it will find you and it will grow. And what we're certainly seeing in our local situation and, and it locally is that from that initial 20 downloads on, on, on the first podcast, it grows, people find you, they engage you. And that's really very much more what, it, what we've discovered it to be than it used to be. As I said, when I was on, on, on radio, uh, on Classic FM, it used to be a Tuesdays at 7, it was still very much a one-way medium. It was very much 
me sitting in a studio talking to, to an audience. If you weren't able to tune in at 7 p.m., you didn't hear me. If you weren't living in the Greater Johannesburg region, you didn't hear me. Um, it, it, that was it. It was fixed in that particular time. It was uh, Dominique Kinsella, who at that point was the, the, the shareholder of, of Classic FM. He referred to it as, as appointment radio, as opposed to an LA, which is more uh, uh, sort of incidental radio. You, you, you're awake in the morning, you can't watch TV because you've got to do things, so you put the wireless on, um, and there happens to be an LA or whichever station you happen to listen to. Um, podcast then becomes that appointment process. People hunt you out, they find you, they listen to you at, at, at their own leisure, they will in some cases listen to you at, at high speed. I was just chatting. I listen to all of my podcasts at between one and a half and two times speed, with one exception. That's my own podcast because I talk too damn fast. Um, and I, even though I know what I'm about to say, I've got to listen to it at, at that single speed. So we get overly fixated on the technology, and I'm a tech geek, and I've got fancy mixing desks and, and microphones and, and, and all of those bells and whistles, and, and that's nice. There needs to be levels of, of, of quality. Um, not that they need to be professional, but if the quality is, is really, really bad, peeps are going to turn off and they're going to go somewhere else. Um, there needs to be the levels of quality, but we had a disaster. We always do a backup recording where we just basically put Christia's iPhone between us, <coughs> and we record that just in case the master recording doesn't work. And we've had the scenario where the master recording didn't work, uh, Audacity did something to me and there was no recording and we used the iPhone. Yeah, and it's not, but it works, it's there. And, and you know, m most of it, no, no one, in fact, not a single person who downloaded it came back to us and said, your quality sucked this week. Undoubtedly, they noticed the drop-off in quality, but it wasn't a case of that this was an absolute emergency for them. Um, from my experience, the, when <coughs> One of the key things is, and, and in some cases this isn't the case, but you, f you create an expectation with your audience um, and you then need to meet those expectations. So for example, uh, the one expectation is when we drop our podcasts. So the one goes Thursday at 12.30 in the morning um, and the other one goes Monday at 12.30 in the morning. And there is deep expectation that that podcast will be there at that time. Um, and, and if we are late, and a few weeks ago I dropped mine at 8 o'clock on a Thursday morning, and there are people tweeting me and saying, I woke up this morning and there was no JC Direct, what happened, are you okay, etc., etc. Um, the truth of the matter is I went to lunch and drank too much and, and, and <laughs> you know, had, had to wake up early Thursday morning with a hangover. Um, but you create that expectation. And, and, and the, the other expectation, for example, Christia's podcast is an hour long. Mine's only 20 minutes as a rule. Hers is an hour long. And the one time we did it, it was shorter. It was about 25 minutes. And again, people messaged us and said, yo, guys, hang on, 25 minutes. Like, no, no, no. We've, you've created that expectation. The beauty is, of course is that, in, in a sense, what that expectation is is, 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 is driven by us and, and agreed upon by us in the community. Um, you know, if we had just randomly released our podcasts on Thursday and Monday, that would be fine. But we've created it and we've set a commitment. And, and we need to take that commitment seriously. We need to, you know, we could have decided that our release dates are... Monday sometime or next week sometime and that's fine we can absolutely do that there's a guy I know in, in, in California who does sort of ad hoc um, he does about three or four a week and the expectation is that they will drop into your feed randomly uh, they will be great and you will enjoy them but having done it you need to then commit to it and, 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 and understand 
what you've done and how you've done it and, and, and engage your community and be comfortable with that. Um, but then be careful with, with, with what those expectations you are. When, when we started the Fat Wallet Show with Christier, and, and the, first, the, the idea behind the Fat Wallet Show was that Christier was the village idiot. Her words, not mine. <clears throat> and that she, didn't know, and she knew very little to nothing about financial markets, and this would be a journey that she would learn and the listeners would learn with her. Um, and I would be her, her, her muse, for want of a, of a bad phrase, and, and you know, she would engage and ask the questions. Um, and and that, that, that <clears throat> the process was not that she was the expert, the process was that she and the audience would learn in that, in that, in that, in that, in that sort of as we go through it. We recorded yesterday number 108 on that point, um, and I must pause and say that she won an award for her podcast, so she's winner, winner, dinner, dinner. Um, and she got a bottle of champagne, which is... So, so our, our other stick is that we like to drink bubbles while we, report pod, while we record the podcast, which is huge fun, but it gets a little wibbly towards the end of an hour of an entire bottle of champagne between us, or MCC, as, as the French would make us say. And we've very craftedly, not craftedly, we've, we've created those co commitments to our users and, and, and we're cognizant of them. And that's the important point, is to be cognizant of them. And if you're going to change them and break them, get, you know, point out to your audiences the why. The other thing, and it's a trap I fell into, I had an hour-long radio show. And why is it an hour? Because that's what radio does, right? They divide everything into 24 blocks and they give you three blocks and you four blocks and you get one and, and they divide it into the hours and the hours start at, 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 you know, at the top of the hour and swing around and finish. And um, and then you take your show and you break it into the different different pieces and it's got to be exactly that time and one of my claim to fames for me no one else noticed was that you know I used to finish at exactly 8 p.m. and I would you know my last word would finish a second before and that was you know one of my one of my tricks and and no one noticed but it was fun to do and then I took it onto podcasts so what's the first thing I did well I took my radio show and I put it on podcast and I made it exactly an hour long and I, I, I basically said well if it's radio it's podcast and it took me <coughs> excuse me it probably took me easily a year maybe even longer to realize that actually the podcast medium gives me complete freedom to do it as I want and the reason I had done it as wireless, uh, there, are, there are restrictions within that space. And, and part of those restrictions were time, part of those restrictions were the traditional format of radio shows in the space. There's Bruce Whitfield, there, there, there's Michael Avery uh, and others, um, and, and looking to them. And it took me a long time to realize that actually the podcast medium gives me complete and utter freedom to do as and what we want. Um, one example, on Christie's show, we are allowed to swear. So I, I, on mine I don't, and why don't I swear in my show? Just because that's my mindset, right? I do TV work, I do radio work, and if I was being interviewed by Bruce Whitfield and swore, I'd never be allowed back on again. And you know, I'm off to BDTV now to do a, a recording, and, and you know, last week I almost swore, and it gave me cold shivers. I got sort of half a syllable into the F word before I, well, step back from that. But podcast allows you to. And, and we engaged our audience and we said to them, you know what, the point is we want to be able to have that authenticity. When Christina and I are having coffee and talking around the industry, there's a good chance that we're going to swear. It's not gratuitous, it's just that this is an industry, the financial services industry, that leaves a lot to swear about because you know, there are a lot of crooks and suits. I mean, they call them fancier names, but truthfully, they're crooks and suits. Um, and, and that then enables that, 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 that authenticity. And, and again, we engaged our audience and we said, this is 
what we do, this is why we do it, uh, what's your feeling, give us that feedback. And they came back to us and said, well, actually, no, it works. It's, it is real, it is proper, it, it fits into the, the process of what you're doing and how you're trying to do it. Um, and we have subsequently created a bleep version. We, we get some critical mass, you get some cash, you pay someone to bleep out all the swear words, and we publish a bleeped version, and it's got like half a percent of the downloads of the unbleeped version. It, 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 the, you know, the problem is, and this is an important point, and I want to come back to it, one of the things that we've, that we've run into, and it's an important point, is that the people who aren't happy shout the loudest, but might not be representing a significant portion of the unhappiness people, um, and that's true of everything. So we had three people who told us that the swearing was the worst, and they created such noise and cacophony that we actually believed them until we polled our listeners, and it turned out that, truthfully, no one particularly cares there. And that again comes back to your, 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 your agreement with, 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 with your audience and your flexibility. Back to that flexibility. So I'd been doing an hour-long show, and I basically took it and then redid it. Um, and it was working, it was poddling along, and everything was fine. And, and, and there's backstories as to when my radio show started, it was, it was very different to the others. I interviewed a certain type of companies that no one else was talking to, so I had a niche and no one was there. But the rest of the market moved into my niche, um, and it was suddenly I was getting overwhelmed. And, and you know, Bruce Whitfield is always going to get the CEOs before I do. But I had the flexibility, and it took me time to realize that I had that flexibility to move into a new niche. And it took me a while to, to then try different things and to try different processes. And what, I, what I've ultimately discovered is that there's two things that my audience really, really wants. The one is they want monologue from me. In other words, I just basically talk for 20 minutes. They want to hear what Simon Brown says. And that's... that's a weird thought because, you know, we, you know, like really people, and my other sense is if you want to hear what I say, I'm all over the place. You can catch me elsewhere. But they want to hear what I say in my space. They want to know what I think about something. And in this case, it happens to be the stock market. But they actually want to hear my thought. They're not very thrilled with me going and, you know, yeah, interview other people, etc. Yeah, yeah, so, so. But it's that process that they, they, they really, so the monologue which initially was a three-minute monologue and a 60-minute show, and you've got no idea what the attraction is, which part of the 60-minute they're listening to. Ultimately, I, d I discovered that actually they really just wanted to hear my thoughts. Um, once a week, they want me to sit down for, for 20 minutes uh, and, and talk around certain parts of, of the industry, and there's two distinct ways I do it, and, and, and that's really evolved into, into where it is. And then the other thing which I've discovered and again you discover it because you you say to your listeners um hey what do you want to hear what do you want and they're not always sure henry ford said if i'd asked people 120 years ago what they wanted they would have said faster cars um because they didn't know about, sorry faster horses because they didn't know about cars um uh, 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 apple always they, apple never does consumer testing because they you know the consumer is here, they don't know about there, you can't ask them. But that doesn't stop you from engaging and getting it and then trying and tweaking and then saying to them, I tried this, how was it? Did it work for you? Is this something you think is viable? Should we try it again? Um, and tweaking and, and, and going into places and, and, and seeing if, if it works. And if it doesn't work, back out. You know, don't be ashamed in that sense. And engage in them. One of the things we do, so obviously iTunes is, is one of the 
the bigger methods of, 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 of achieving. For us, it's only about a third of our downloads, but that's, that's a third of our downloads, don't knock it. And obviously, iTunes is two things. One, it's they rate you a number of downloads, but two, they rate you a number of user reviews. So we've got no scam saying to our users, hey guys, if you love us, uh, please go and leave us a review. If you hate us, please don't leave us a review. But we always do that at the end of the podcast. It's like if you hate us and you've listened to 60 minutes of podcast, like the problem is you, not me. Um, and and, and we, 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 we quite, you know, we say to them, this helps us in the process. Um, and and the, the keenness for community to help when you engage them and you work with them is, is, is just a, a, a continually an astounding process. We have a bleeped version of Christia's podcast simply because people were requesting it and we kept on saying, look, we'd love to do it, but it's a cost and we're a startup. And truthfully, if we put money into, into bleeping a podcast, that's money we could have put into champagne and, well, you know, it, 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 the champagne wins every time. A until a user messaged us and said, well, you know what, he, he'll bleep it for free. And then we felt bad, so we, we pay him in champagne anyway. Um, but but it, 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 it's you know, engaging with them and, and, and working with them. The key point, I mean, the, the, the thing that we have discovered and which, which patently works and, and, and is what's most important is, and these are cliche words, I appreciate it, but it's finding w what that passion is and having an authentic voice. The, you know, I have done it in, in, in the past. I, I, you, know, you go off and you, 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 you come at it from the wrong angle where you say, where's their demand? Where's there's an audience? Where is there a space where I can be whatever, number one, million downloads, et cetera, et cetera. And you, you come at it from looking for, for where that, that gap in the market is. And that's traditionally how, how we work in, in terms of starting businesses, ventures, ideas, et cetera. We find that space in the market um, and we kind of fit ourselves into it and try and make it work. And sure, uh, yeah, that, 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 that happens, et cetera. But the proper way to come from it is actually just come step back and say, forget the market, what matters to me? What, what, you know, I, I, I'm passionate about teaching people about money, so is Christia, that's what we care about, it's what we, you know, when we're, when we're drinking beers on a Saturday afternoon, that's typically what we're talking about. We're not talking about the Soccer World Cup because we don't give two hoots about soccer or World Cups. Um, so come at it from that different direction and say, what, 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 what makes me wake up in the morning? What am I excited about? Because then you're going to have that sustainability to it. If you come at it from the other direction, you dry out. You, you, you're trying to be something which you're not. You're trying to fit an audience who you're not. And, and the audience will very quickly pick that up and understand what, you, what, 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 what you're not actually about. Um, and and you know, I, I had folks in Durban who, who he decided he wanted to do a, a, a fishing podcast. And he, the problem was he'd never fished in his life. His idea behind a fishing podcast, which in itself is a weird concept, but you know what? Don't knock weird. His mistake was, he, 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 his theory was is there were lots of people out there and there would be a market for it and that there would be product providers who would want to advertise on it. And he came in it from a business perspective, but then he really should have got a fisherman to do the show. I don't know if you folks remember way back in the day, there was a show on 702 with the two guys who did motorcars. Now, my interest in motorcars is really, really simple. You know, does it go from A to B? That, but I listened to the show because their passion came through. Their, their deep interest in the show used to come through and their, their expertise in the space came through. And that's the angle we need, we need to come from. And then don't stress the, 
the, will I find a market? The market will find you. And, and don't stress the, will I get the million downloads every show? Truthfully, probably not. But it's not about necessarily the million downloads. And, and, and what we ultimately do, and, and the way we position the podcasts in, 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 in just one lap, is we have a message we want to communicate to the greater South African population. And that message is around finance, money, whether it be debt, whether it be trading derivatives or anything in between. And there are multiple mediums in which we can do this. We do blogs, we do physical presentations where we go Durban, Cape Town, Santon, and we stand in front of an audience. We do stuff onto YouTube, and podcasts is one of those, one of those mediums. It's our most popular medium because of the passive nature of it. Yeah, the, 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 I, I can listen in the car. I can uh, uh, listen while I'm cooking. I, 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 I watched three hours of Netflix last night. And that's really nice. I enjoyed it. But Netflix wants my total undivided attention. I need to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. And when I go and pour some more wine, I need to pause the Netflix in case I miss an imagery or, 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 or something like that. Find what works for you, and that audience will ultimately find you. They will gravitate towards you. The word of mouth will happen. Um, I remember you know, in the olden days going and trying the guerrilla marketing and trying to you know, get onto to, to chat groups and stuff and submitting my podcasts to absolutely every single service that existed and the like. And the truth is, the person who's passionate about whatever you're doing and wants more information, they're going to put more energy in finding you than you can put energy in disseminating your information and getting it out there. They will find you. They care about what you care about, and you both got the same passion for the same subject matter, whatever it might be. They're going to hunt you down. They're absolutely going to hunt you down and, and find you. And it's, the weird thing is that what we would typically say is you need passion and you need expertise. I'm not convinced about the expertise side. There's certainly an angle for being the expert. So the chap who wants to do the woodwork one, there's a guy in America who does a bodybuilding one, which I, I got a friend who's a bodybuilder, and he was showing it to me. And it's, to me, it's the most dull, boring, uninteresting thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, but apparently, if you're a bodybuilder, it's not. Now, he has expertise. You, know, you can say to him, who won the North Carolina Bodybuilding Championship in 1974? And he will know. Now... To my mind, that's a waste of brain space, but, but nonetheless. But if you don't have the expertise, you take your listeners on the journey with you. And that's exactly what Christy has done in our Fat Wallet show, where she sat down in the first podcast and said, I'm the village idiot, um, and she asks the questions. What, what's been the, ch the, the change and the shift is that now the listeners are the, the village idiots. And I take that back. Um, I don't want to disparage my listeners. But the listeners are the people sending us the questions. And they're, they're sending the information. And Christia, after 108 shows, has now become one of the experts in that process. But we didn't start in that point. She, the, the point was that it was going to be a journey with her as well. Our second podcast was on funds, on funds of funds, and she had no idea what a fund of fund was. And we, you know, She sat down with an hour-long podcast ahead and said, well, we need to know what funds of funds are. Let's learn this process and, and learn at the same time. And, 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 and the listeners were coming with her. And it still happened. Someone was asking us about an echo bonus. We have no idea what an echo bonus is. And then one of our, you know, someone messages in and says, here's what they are. So we don't need that expertise, but we do need that passion. And I, you know, it, it's the same in everything. When, whenever I, 
in the traditional, sort of more traditional media, you start a, a, a regular feature, a, a weekly column or whatever it is. The first thing I always say to peeps, if you want to do a weekly column, you've got to give me 50 column ideas to show me that this column has longevity. Um, otherwise, because it's really easy. Your first one's easy, your fifth one's easy, your tenth one gets hard. By number 25, you're totally out of ideas and now you, 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 you basically your quality just collapses. Um, You've got to have that, that, that potential for, for that longevity. And just being interested in something, just having that passion for knowing more about it, immediately gives you that longevity because there's an, an infinite amount of potential information that's out there, questions we can ask, things that we need to know, and stuff that we want to be smarter of, and other people that, 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 that come from that process. So I want to wrap it and then we'll take some questions, um, if there are. Understand that podcasts are very much two-way medium, which is, in a, in, in a sense, strange because it's you talking into a microphone and the audience isn't there. But truthfully, if you're doing it right, your audience is there and they're going to push back, not necessarily in a negative sense, but they're going to engage you and you, they're going to be part of that process and work with them and don't be afraid to try things. And when you try something, you say to them, look, I'm trying this, I think it's a great idea, what do you think? And if they say it isn't a great idea, then, you know, back up and say, well, tried it, worked, failed, let's try something over on that space. Do be careful of the vocal few. You know, if, if one person mails you and says it's the terriblest thing ever and you're an idiot, etc., and no one, you know, then, then just, they're the outlier. There's always going to be outliers. You, no one's ever happy. Um, but, but work with your audience. Podcasting is that two-way medium. Um, Create, co create, create commitments to your audience, but make sure that you're creating commitments to your audience that you can commit to. In other words, if you're releasing at 12.30 on a, on, a, on a Thursday morning, make sure that that is something that you can commit to as a rule. And, and I do it by you know, doing a block every, every you know, in my calendar uh, from two to four is do podcast. Um, and if I'm traveling in the week and unable to, I take a, a mobile studio with me, or if that's a, a complication, I will record earlier in the week and, and, and then drop it in and, uh, and, and make it ready on time. But we've created that expectation we need to honor that expectation. We need to, you know, not just mess them around. Don't, don't mess around your audience. They, they, they deserve better. You know, back in the day when I got my first wireless in 1976 and it was shortwave so I could pick up a lot of stations that one normally wouldn't. You know, I was living in Durban. There weren't many stations that I had a choice from. Maybe there were half a dozen, maybe a dozen, I can't remember, but my space was limited. I have no idea how many podcasts there are in Apple iTunes, but I'm guessing probably millions of them. Um, so, you know, if you're going to disparage and, and, and disrespect your audience, they're going to move on. They're going to find somebody else. Um, and, and, you know, there's no upside to that. And it is small things like if you make a commitment to a time, keep that commitment. If you've got a duration, do it. If you want to change the duration, engage them. When my show was an hour and I said to them I wanted to sh shorten the show, spoke to the audience, explained what I was trying to do, why I was trying to do it, and how it was going to happen, and what my thinking was. And some folks, I mean, there is, you know, some people would like to hear me speak for an hour rather than 20 minutes. The truth is that if I drag it to an hour, then the last 40 minutes, you know, as time goes, content will get weaker in that particular space. Uh, so keep it short, keep it to the point, keep it focused, uh, and, 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 and keep it proper. And don't stress the numbers. 
particularly on, 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 on the first bar. It's going to take some time. It will eventually start to J-curve. Your podcast might only ever get to 200 people. Pause a moment and understand that 200 people would be this room packed, absolutely packed. Con conceptualize the idea of standing in front of 200 people every single week and engaging them. That is humongously humbling, powerful. It, 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 it's real. Yeah, I know. We want the billions and gazillions and we want to be Jay Leno or whoever. I don't know, something like that. That's cool. But, but don't just, just, you know, just because uh, it's, it's too small. It's not too small. These are real people who have other choices with their time, who are prepared to give up their time to listen to your opinion, thought, process. It, it, it's an astounding concept, which, which I think far too often we take far too lightly and, 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 and sort of disregard as something that is, ah, oh, no, it's, it's, it, it's real, it's important, it's absolutely massive. Um, and then quick last point on quality is that ultimately, yes, quality matters and jingles and stuff like that. And, you know, but that will come with time and that will come with expertise. My first podcasts were terrible. I had a hot mic. You could hear the hardy dar 500 meters down the road. Um, and people thought it was quite funny. Uh, and then slowly over time, we gravitated it and we got to the point. Don't do what far too many people do, which is jump in at the far end and go and spend vast amount on the quality um, of, 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 of the audio rather than the quality of the content. If the quality of the content is good enough, an iPhone recording will suffice. Um, and in time, you can, you can make that better and better. But it's, it's too easy, and, and, and maybe it's just yeah, a, a chap I know who, who, who will suddenly find a new hobby and go and spend an absolute fortune on the hobby and tire of it in no time at all. Uh, get the content right, the quality the audio quality will come in time, and, and people will appreciate it. But, but we're, 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 we're blessed with tech these days that we can do astounding things with that, that, that technology and create amazing content. And the, the last point I want to make is just go and podcast. Just make stuff. Find what your passion is and do it, and stick it into iTunes, and, and start recording. And initially it might be ad hoc and off an iPhone and, and, and doing very few downloads, etc. But it is, it, is, it is the best medium in which to, to engage and communicate with. Um, quick, yeah, I, I, so I check my downloads and I check where they've been downloaded. And there was a guy who, there was a guy, there was a download that used to happen in Baghdad. Every week, like religion, a download that happened in Baghdad. And then one day it disappeared. And I'm like, ooh, Baghdad. And I comment that I had a Baghdad listener and he's gone. And of course, he then messaged me and said, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm your Baghdad listener. I spent six months in Baghdad, and then I come home to for six months. I, I thought he'd been hit by a rocket or something, Baghdad being Baghdad. Um, they will find you. Your community is absolutely global. Uh, just make podcasts. It is, it is huge amounts of fun. I, I've got an, uh, a, a new... So I've got my very, very structured podcast, and I want to start doing one that's a lot less structured. In other words, I have thoughts, which I will oftentimes tweet out, but Twitter's all sorts of restrictions, uh, limitations, and hate, to be honest. Um, and I thought to myself, well, why don't I just make a voice note on my phone and upload that, and they will come through randomly. And the expectation, the commitment to the, 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 the listener will be that these will be of, you know, Galaxy phone quality, they're not going to be perfect quality. They will be of intermediate duration, but probably only three to four minutes at absolute max, sometimes one or two, and they will be completely ad hoc. And in my industry, that works. So, you know, 
Steinhoff suddenly re re released results. I read those results. I can quickly drop a podcast of three or four minutes of what are my key thoughts on those results. Um, you know, later in the week, I'll do my TV show and talk about it. And the following week, because of print deadlines, it will be in Fin Week. Um, but it's that immediacy. And what I'm offering in that point, in that podcast, the, the, the commitment to the listener will be the immediacy of it. You, you will get my first unfiltered thoughts. Because by the time it gets to Fin Week, I've thought about it, I've processed it. And it's not that they're any worse, but just like, here's what Simon thinks, and I'll probably call it Simon Says, because people have been chirping me that since I was yo-hi. Um, and just send it out totally unfiltered, no, you know, literally, upload quality, do make it happen like that. And I'm going to try it. And if it fails, and if people say it's absolute rubbish and they have no interest, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And if it works, it's something I can commit to do, because that commitment is quite simple. Questions, thoughts? How do you monetize? Do you monetize your podcast? Your money. <laughs> so how do we monetize our podcast is the question. Um, tr truthful answer, difficult. Um, no. Truthful answer, extremely difficult. So what we have done is, is we, 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 we have a lot of content going through the website. And what we do is we say to peeps, it's really, really simple. If you want to talk to a certain sector of the market and we've got a niche, our niche is that we teach people about money. We are an education experts before we are market experts. Um, and then what we do is we then sell packages. So we will, you know, you can come along and for X per month you will get this, this and the rest and we get sponsorships into that equation. The truthful answer is that for 315 shows of JC Direct and 108 shows of the Fat Wallet show, which is, call it 400 and something shows, we have maybe monetized 5% of them, maybe 5%. But for us, it's the bigger point, is that we've got a website, <coughs> excuse me, which has traffic and has... So, so someone might be sponsoring that section of the website, but truthfully, there are users there who came via podcast, etc., etc. Um, we have looked at, at, at the more sort of traditional live reads, audio adverts, etc., etc. They always come to us with the traditional radio view. So what they do, because we're in the money space, they go and look at Bruce Whitfield. Uh, <coughs> Bruce Whitfield, these are old numbers, but used to be that, that hour between six and seven used to be the second most popular hour and the most valuable hour that they had. And you would pay... 40,000 Rand and you would access uh, X hundred thousand listeners. So they take that and they want to fit us into that. And we're like, no. Firstly, Bruce Whitfield's numbers are, with no disrespect to Bruce Whitfield, they're made up. Um, no one actually knows how many people listen to a radio. Uh, and, and also, you might just be listening to the radio because it's on in the background. You know? And the fun part is that, that my sister listens to SAFM. She's in Durban. Sometimes I'm on SAFM and she doesn't recognize me. So it's, on, you know, it's in her house, it's playing, and I phone her. I said, I was on your wireless, did you hear me? She's like, no, I was listening. So, but the industry is very much a case of, well, we've got this and you must fit into it. And it's like, like no. So it is, it is immensely difficult. It'll change in time. There's technology coming through. I was looking at a bunch in America. One of the key things with advertising is independence. Um, and that's a hard line to do, particularly because we critique products in our industry. And if we suddenly get a sponsor, the accusation would be, well, would you ever? And how do you prove that? So there's stuff coming where they will just drop in 
upfront and you don't know who the advertiser is, etc., etc. But again, I mean, we've been offered, you know, one of the motor vehicle companies wanted to sponsor us and they look at our numbers and they're like, yeah, I will pay you 650 Rand a podcast. And we're like, it's actually just not worth my time to invoice for 650 Rand. So the short answer is we haven't cracked that thing. We're in a fortunate position, truthfully, I suppose, if, you, if, if we looked at it cold and analytically where the podcasts would be cancelled because they're not financially viable for us. But we know that they create, they create users, they create loyalty, and we are then able to go, to example, the JSC and, and, and do a, a, a sponsorship with the JSC. And a large reason we can do that is because of them. But we haven't cracked the, the make lots of money from it. We do 15,000 downloads on a, on a podcast sometimes. For us, That's a number we really like, we're really impressed with. And they look at Bruce Whitfield, who allegedly has X hundred thousand. Classic FM, which allegedly has, you know, I don't know, 50 or 80,000. Um, and they're like, yeah, that's not a big number. The mistake they make is that my 15,000 have sought me out. They've come to me. They're infinitely more valuable than the passive listener to a wireless. But the marketing people don't buy it. And, and the industry doesn't understand Yeah. And that's the whole, and, and this, is beyond, this is beyond just podcast, it's the internet. So it's the old theory. So someone pays 30,000 Rand to put a full-page advert in Financial Mail. Truthfully, and then Financial Mail tells you that 120,000 people read that magazine. Now, they sold 20,000 copies and they get 120,000 readers, which in itself is weird. But truthfully, how many, I mean, do you see every advert? Do you respond to every advert? Whereas the medium that we're operating is... I can tell you exactly how many people not just saw it, I can tell you how many people clicked on it. I'm giving you real numbers, and yet they'll pay top dollar for magic numbers, and they'll pay nothing for real numbers. Um, you know, in, 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 in traditional print, you pay 12 cents per reader. I'm like, no, look, I'm giving you a real click-through. I want 100 rand for that person, because that, what's your cost of acquisition per client? I want to, and they're like, oh, no, it won't pay. So it's difficult. What we have stayed very far away from, and this is more broadly, the whole pay-per-click Google stuff, not interested. That works for the advertiser. It doesn't work for... I, I, you know, if, you, if you're mashable and you're doing 10 million uniques a day, maybe. But we just stay away from it. So we, we do sponsorships, individual, one-on-one, -on -one, and we price ourselves expensive. Thoughts, questions, time is up. Ladies and gents, appreciate your time. Thoughts, questions, go listen to our podcast. We've got to plug those, justonelap.com. Uh, and your, my contact details, simon at justonelap.com. If you've got money questions, send them to Christia. She'll make you on her podcast. Thank you very much for your time for what was a literally painfully cold morning. <laughs>